We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. You see Paul again off the tip. Scores! Alex Tuck from the top of the circle right side. Let it rip. And out of nowhere, the Sabres are on the board. Dan Dunleavy on the call. Sabres get their lone goal of the game from Alex Tuck. That's your first moment of the game. For moments in for all the moments in your life, go forth to Firth. It's brought to you by Firth Jewelers. He was the best player on the ice last night. Tuck for, for the Sabres. Yeah. Just always moving. Always like everywhere. Like he is it maybe should be mentioned more how fast he is. Like is yeah. he not the fastest player in the Sabres? Yes. He moves at a million miles an hour, like, at all times. Yeah, that's probably right. Like, they do those set icing plays where they know the guy will beat the, the circle, and 90% of the time, Tuck is the one they're trying to do that with. It might be, I saw this being debated last night, the last time we see the, the Stormtrooper jerseys, the white pants, white shirts. It's wild. Yeah. When the Bills wear white on white, I can't love it anymore. When the Sabres wear their white on white, I just want to get away from it. They're really... Uh... They're like hockey camo. <laughs> yeah, right. They're trying to blend in with the boards and the uh, in the ice. It might be the last time they wear it. I saw Joe Yurden tweeting about this as well, and you asked it yesterday. They were supposed to wear it against Columbus, the game that's been rescheduled for the last day of the season. Yeah. Will they wear it and bust it back out for one last time? I want to say I do not think so. Why? You think they'll just put it away? Yes. They're going to put it away in some boxes and like, I'm just going to leave it over there and not even think about it? Yeah, what will they do with it? They'll never wear them again, right? No, I don't this think is so. It? The Adidas contract actually runs out at the end of the year, so it might just be the end of reverse retro in general, which I'm a little disappointed in because I was very curious to see what they might do next. They were out of ideas. They did the goat head. They did the crossing swords. Like, what would they have changed up next? It's a good question. The slug? You know what? Hopefully the NHL, the next time they do any sort of jersey thing, they don't put the teams in boxes and tell them, like, it must be... Like, you've got three parameters yeah. to fall within these. Yeah. Good example of this. The Winter Classic or Outdoor Series, whatever. The stadium stadium Series. Stadium thing. Series. The Capitals Stadium Series jerseys, you've seen them, right? They're, they're, oh, yeah. They're playing yeah, yeah. Carolina. It's a giant W-wing logo, and it takes up the entire sweater and goes onto the arms, and it's very much out of the normal NHL sweater template. Yep. And it's, my opinion, perfect. Especially these one-off games where you're playing outdoors, where the where whatever you want. The Kings and the Ducks played one where they wore sweaters like that. Also, very big logos, weird, yes. very different. You're playing an outdoor stadium series, especially consider that the people watching are farther away. He's like, go ahead, make giant logos. So yeah. I don't know what their next move is. 
You know, the NBA, we've seen them open up, and you can do whatever you want in the NBA. Teams have six different jerseys. The NHL, you know, reverse retro, I think has been a good thing for them, but overall. The NHL, you can have jerseys, but you're only allowed to wear them in warm-ups. Yeah. is how they do it. Yeah, like those St. Patrick's Day jerseys with the plaid on the shoulder. Every team should be wearing those. Wear it in the game. Yeah. Stop taking yourself so seriously. Hockey fights, cancer night, purple, anything you want. Yeah. Get get wild, NHL. It's Jeremy White, Jody Biasi here on WGR. 803-0550 to join us. Um, I had a thing on the on, on football, just mentioning Garoppolo and how he won't be back in San Francisco. Take it, I will say this, though. Shanahan did say the same thing last year. That he didn't see any scenario? Maybe not exactly He's, in those words, but it was... I mean, Garoppolo said goodbye, and Shanahan... I'll find it. He said something along the same lines, that like he, we don't think he's going to be back next year. Okay. Maybe it wasn't as definitive, but... Well, he they said he, they don't see any scenario. You've got Brock Purdy, who's, I guess it's worse than they initially thought. Yeah, that he's going to miss a lot of time. Like he might miss a whole calendar year. Yeah, saying. yeah. Which means that's all of next season, which is horrible for him. Uh, I mean, yeah. to be a Cinderella story like that, to be Mister Irrelevant, all of a sudden get to the AFC, the NFC Championship game and have that happen. The Kelsey brothers, so Jason Kelsey and Travis Kelsey, they're going to meet in the Super Bowl. First time brothers meet on the field in the Super Bowl. They have a podcast they do, and Jason Kelsey, I, I like him a lot. You know, Travis Kelsey, you probably know a little bit better. You've seen him. Mm-hmm. His brother, Jason Kelsey, is also fantastic. He flat out said that during the NFC Championship game, when the Niners lost Purdy and then lost Josh Johnson, that he felt bad. Yeah, he felt bad He felt bad for the Niners. He said, I asked myself if I'm supposed yeah. to feel bad for them, and then I decided, yes, I feel bad for them. This mm-hmm. isn't what it was supposed to be. And I think you, I think that makes sense. If you're an Eagles fan and you went to that game, you probably feel great that you're going to the Super Bowl. But yeah, all right, this, you maybe wanted some more drama, a little bit. I mean, you go. I think there are different kinds of sports fans, right? Some go just to see their team win. Others really do love a good game and love drama. This is a little bit like my comparison will be when the Sabers take a 6 nothing lead in the first and chase a goalie. Yeah. The first is really fun. And then the second and the third, you're kind of like, well, I mean, we should probably go home. You're kind of just hanging. Right. You <laughs> might as well. You're just kind of hanging out. Like this game is over. Yeah. And that I, I think that are the Eagles fans doing that? Like you mentioned during the update, like I kind of got into it with a couple people on Eagles Twitter yesterday for pointing out that like, I don't, this is not controversial at all. They had the easiest path to the Super Bowl imaginable. Right, like they played a Giants team that is not that great, and then they play the 49ers, who are great, but couldn't throw the football for half the game. Yep. And in the other half of the game, they had Josh Johnson, who has quite literally, this is not an exaggeration, Ben, on 17 teams. Like he is the ultimate journeyman, who, by the way, is old at this point, 36. Like they just they weren't challenged, and. That doesn't have to be a criticism. I, I don't think it is a criticism of the Eagles. It's why you want the one seed, right? It's why you focus on the one seed. You want the easiest path possible for yourself to get to the Super Bowl, or else why bother winning your division? If you really just want, oh, I want to earn it, and I want the hardest path possible so that everyone can be impressed with how I got there, finish fifth. Finish fifth, and then do that. It's it's undisputed to me that they that they had the easier path to to get to the Super Bowl. Again, though, that does not have to discredit what they did. I think both can be true. Yes. That they are the best team in the NFC and 
they did not really face a challenge here in the playoffs. Well, yeah, the NFC doesn't have strong quarterbacks. I mean, we know That's that. That's also true. And I, you know, the the response that that guy in Philly that you were arguing with, he one of the things he said, I I didn't jump in because, you know, I don't want to get involved in every argument, but sure, he referred to the NFC East as the best division in the NFL's history. This year. Oh, I didn't even read history. I just you, saw the, this is division. the strongest division since the restructure. Since they went to eight divisions, the, the NFC East was the best division since restructuring to eight divisions. Does anybody believe that? I don't. Does a single person believe that? I mean, I might give you it was the best this year. Would you? Would you? Would I, you say it's the best this year? What would be the? What would be the alternative? The AFC East might have been a tougher division. Yeah, Buffalo and Philly, close. Miami, Miami at their peak, you might put above Dallas. Definitely in the definitely in the ballpark when they're playing healthy. The Jets and Giants probably would have been close. Here's another way to do it: if the AFC East was in the NFC, how many of those four teams make the playoffs? It's possible all four make the playoffs. Yeah. Three do. Three I would, do I would, for I would sure. Three do. Yeah. So. No, you're right. Definitely not in history. No. De- definitely not in history. They they did earn it. Like they they earned they the one seed, and they got the benefit of being the one seed. You got a you got a weaker opponent in the second round, and then you got lucky. That's the other thing, by the way. Pushing back on any notion that Brock Purdy and Josh Johnson getting injured was. Like, that's because they're so great at rushing the passer. Right. They are great at rushing the passer. They're probably the best. Not probably. They are the best pass rush in football. Everything would tell you they are. But what's the injury rate on quarterbacks getting hurt on quarterback hits? Is it every Is it every 200 hits? Like, what is it? To get not one, but two quarterbacks injured so that a team is down to not being able to throw the football in a game, you need injury luck. Yep. Or else, you know, a, ten quarterback hits in a game. You're, you're, every team in the league would dress three quarterbacks for every game if it were true that every five hits, my guy's going to get hurt. It would have been tremendous injury luck if only Brock Purdy got hurt. He right. had to go back in hurt right? because the other guy got hurt. One thing, Timo Risk of Pro Football Focus brought this up, and this is something I'm watching going into, the, into this game. I've decided I'm heavy on the Chiefs here. Heavy. Really? Here's something for you. They're plus two and a half? Yeah, okay. they're underdogs. Yep. Heavy Chiefs on the money line is what I would say. The Eagles played, here are the four best offenses the Eagles played this year. The Cowboys with Dak Prescott, the Packers, mm-hmm. the Jaguars, and the Lions. Three of those four teams dropped 33 or more on them. Hmm. The Jaguars turned it over a bunch in that game, so they didn't. Right. But the Packers, the Cowboys, and the Lions dropped 33 uh-huh. on the Eagles. And it's a little bit of a 2021 Bills he, thing there. He goes on. He goes on to point out it's a. It was the Eagles last year too. Okay, they're great against bad offenses and not great against good offenses, which a lot of teams you could say that. Of. Sure. Yeah. But one thing he points out is like the Eagles are going to win this game if they can scheme Hassan Reddick onto an island and rush him. And if they can't do that, they're in trouble. They play too much zone, and Patrick Mahomes will do what he does to all the defenses that decided they were going to switch to a too-high shell against Mahomes. Remember that? For five minutes, everybody figured out Mahomes, yep. and then that didn't work anymore. Yep. So his his ankle looked fine against Cincinnati, and if they, you, you, you mentioned their receivers are hurt. Okay, if they're healthy, as long as they can block up Hassan Reddick, I think they'll be fine. And I'm heavy on the Eagles in this game. I think the I'm sorry, heavy on the, heavy Chiefs. the Chiefs. Heavy on the Chiefs. I think the Eagles' defense 
is ready to be exposed by Andy Reid in an offense that exposes a lot of teams. If there is a team that can kind of counteract the best pass rush in football, I would give it to them. Right? Their quick passing game. They moved the pocket last week. Yep. The Bengals started getting four-man pass rush, and even with Mahomes' ankle injury, they started rolling the pocket. I think the, actually the Kelsey touchdown was they immediately roll Mahomes right, and he's on the move, and then Kelsey works his way back to the football. So I'm not heavy on the Chiefs yet, but I'd be on them with the spread right now, I think. 803-0550. Get a break in. Jeremy White, Jody Biasi. My Brady question for you coming up top of the hour. Uh, okay. Happy Groundhog Day. It is Groundhog Day. Hey, we're talking about Brady on Groundhog Day. Who who, who would have thought, right? I have to figure out some Groundhogs, too. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll get you some Groundhog info. There was one Groundhog that already made his prediction three days early, and I feel like that's like the first... I feel like, like the, that shouldn't be allowed. Right, it's like the, when the first guy comes out with a mock draft. Like, oh, hold on, man. Yeah, it's, you come out with the mock draft like week three of the previous season. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> one Buffalo Groundhog went three days early, but today is Groundhog Day. 803 to be a part of the show on WGR. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.